This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Friday, May 27th, 2022, I'm Zane Bowles. And I'm Mike Stanley. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Biden administration renews oil license for Venezuela. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. David Atkins will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. The current temperature outside is a soggy 67 degrees. And now on to our top story. Officials from the group of seven wealthy nations have announced they will aim to largely end greenhouse gas emissions from their power sectors by 2035. The move makes it highly unlikely that those countries will burn coal for electricity beyond that date. Ministers from the G7 countries meeting in Berlin also announced a target to have a, quote, highly decarbonized road sector by 2030, unquote. That means electric vehicles would dominate in new car sales by the end of the decade. The G7 also recognized for the first time the need to provide developing countries with additional financial aid to cope with the loss and damage caused by global warming. The agreements were largely welcomed by the climate advocates. When China signed a security pact with the Solomon Islands in April, it raised concerns from the United States and its allies that Beijing may be seeking a military outpost in the South Pacific, an area of traditional American naval dominance. But China upped the ante further this week, reaching out to the Solomon Islands and nine other island nations with a sweeping security proposal that, even if only partially realized, could give it a presence in the Pacific much nearer to Hawaii, Australia, and New Zealand, and on the doorstep of the strategic American territory of Guam. The Biden administration has renewed a license partially exempting Chevron from sanctions on Venezuela so it can keep operating in the oil-rich nation. The license issued today by the U.S. Treasury Department allows the California-based Chevron and other U.S. companies to perform only basic upkeep of wells. It operates jointly with state-run oil giant PDVSA. Some in the Biden administration had been pushing for an expanded license so that Chevron would be allowed to resume exports and ease pricing pressure at American pumps. Iran's paramilitary Revolutionary Guard says it has seized two Greek oil tankers in the Persian Gulf. The Guard's statement today said the ships were seized over unspecified violations. It did not elaborate. The U.S. Navy's Mideast-based Fifth Fleet had said it was investigating earlier reports that Iran seized the two Greek tankers. Iran had threatened to take, quote, punitive action, unquote, earlier in the day over Athens being involved in the U.S. seizure of an Iranian oil tanker in Greek waters. The Guard's excuse me, announcement comes as tensions remain high between Iran and the West over stalled negotiations regarding its ha- rapidly advancing nuclear program. African leaders have gathered for a summit in Malabo, Equatorial Guinea, to address growing humanitarian needs on the continent, which is also facing increased violent extremism, climate change challenges, and a run of military coups. Leaders today called for increased mobilization to resolve a humanitarian crisis that has left millions displaced and more than 280 million suffering from malnourishment. For people in Jibo and northern Burkina Faso, help cannot come soon enough. The city in the Sahel region has been besieged since February by jihadis who prevent people and goods from moving in or out and have cut water supplies. Residents are suffering with no food or water, animals are dying, and the price of grain has spiked. 
Coming up, Ohio man charged with plotting assassination. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. Neither rain, nor sleet, nor dead of night will keep the FM88 sports team from making its appointed rounds. Announcement over the loudspeaker just a moment ago that lightning just struck within 10 miles. People have to once again exit their seats. They are evacuating the stadium once again. This is the third time. To be quite frank, it's a mess right now. And the snow, I hope you're warm where you are because it is cold here in Huntington as the snow has come down as we are just about ready to square off in the first ever MAC championship game. Well, the fans trying to entertain themselves here because the lights have gone out. They're having football by candlelight. How about that? Grab your Cavatier. Cavatier. <laughs> Holy cow, the snow is really coming down. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is a snowstorm right now that we are having. This is brisk. When the weather is nasty and you just don't want to leave the house, tune into the FM88 sports team to catch all of your favorite martial sports. We're there when you don't want to be. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans, or sweaters, or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Zane Bowles. And I'm Mike Stanley. Authorities say a woman in West Virginia fatally shot a man who began firing an AR-15 style rifle into a crowd of people at a party. Charleston police say 37-year-old Dennis Butler was killed Wednesday night after he pulled out the rifle and began shooting at the dozens of people attending the birthday graduation party outside an apartment complex. Police say the woman drew a pistol and fired, killing Butler. No one at the party was injured. Charleston Police spokesman Tony Hazlett said yesterday that the woman saved several people's lives. He said no charges would be filed against her. A court document indicates a man being held on a charge of plotting to assassinate former President George W. Bush has waived his right to a detention hearing. A criminal complaint alleges Shahab Ahmed Shahab Shahab planned to bring other Iraqis to the United States illegally. It also alleges that he traveled to Texas in February to take video recordings of the front entrance gate of Bush's Dallas neighborhood. Shahab is an Iraqi citizen living in Ohio. He was arrested Tuesday and ordered held without bond. A court document filed yesterday says Shahab waived his right to a hearing scheduled today and will remain in custody for now. The Democratic nominee for Ohio Attorney General has filed a criminal complaint against the five Republican members of the state's redistricting commission. State Representative Jeff Crossman's filing seeks charges of dereliction of duty and civil rights interference. His action yesterday came a day after the Ohio Supreme Court rejected the Ohio Redistricting Commission's legislative maps for the fifth straight time. Crossman filed the criminal complaint with Columbus City Attorney Zach Klein, a fellow Democrat, at the direction of the Ohio State Highway Patrol. Ohio's map fight comes amid the once-per-decade redistricting process that all states undertake to reflect population changes from the census. A Kentucky coal company has been found in contempt for failing to submit court-ordered plans to clean up two polluted West Virginia mine sites. 
U.S. District Judge Robert Chambers issued the ruling last week against Lexington Coal Company. The Charleston Gazette-Mail reports the company did not follow a court order to submit a plan by April 16th to address selenium discharges and other pollution at the sites in Mingo County. Chambers says he will fine the company if it does not submit a cleanup plan within 10 days. Environmental groups allege the company discharged pollutants illegally at its low-gap surface mine number 2 and number 10. Officials say three correctional officers at a federal prison in eastern Kentucky have been indicted on charges alleging civil rights violations. A statement from the U.S. Attorney's Office says a federal grand jury in London returned an indictment yesterday charging the officers at U.S. Penitentiary Big Sandy in NIS. The Justice Department says the indictment alleges two officers assaulted one inmate and attempted to cover it up with the help of another officer. One officer is also accused of assaulting a second inmate and attempting to cover it up. The Bureau of Prisons declined to comment, but says allegations of misconduct are taken seriously. Coming up next, too young to buy a beer but old enough to buy a gun. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Institute for Better Radio. We're always looking for ways to improve your listening experience on 88.1 WMUL. By using trained monkeys, we try out new innovations here before bringing them to you, our listener. For instance, how does no commercial sound? Smashing! How about a wide music variety? Outstanding! Because we're not money-driven, we can bring you better radio here on 88.1 WMUL. Now, back to the lab. It's important that healthcare providers, including doctors and nurses, either wash their hands with soap and water or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer both before and after they touch you. Healthcare providers know to practice hand hygiene, but sometimes they forget. You and your loved ones can play a role by asking and reminding healthcare providers to wash their hands, especially while they're caring for you. They don't mind being asked to wash their hands. They want to prevent infections as much as you do. A message from the CDC. No score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Eddings, courtside, bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall trails Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina, ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina, Andrew Aspecker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Zane Bowles. And I'm Mike Stanley. Authorities say nearly 20 officers gathered in the hallway of a Texas elementary school for more than 45 minutes before agents used a master key to open a door and confront a gunman. Stephen McCraw, the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, said at a contentious news conference today that children repeatedly called 911 from inside Robb Elementary School in Uvalde where an 18-year-old gunman killed 19 students and two teachers. He says the commander at the scene believed the gunman was barricaded inside the classroom and that the children were not at risk, and that, quote, it was the wrong decision, unquote. The suspects in the shooting at Uvalde, Texas Elementary School and a Buffalo, New York supermarket were both just 18 when authorities say they bought the weapons used in the attacks. They were too young 
to legally purchase alcohol or cigarettes, but old enough to arm themselves with assault weapons. They are just the latest suspected U.S. mass shooters to obtain guns because of limited firearms laws, background check lapses, or law enforcement's failure to heed warnings of concerning behavior. The Buffalo suspect, for example, was taken to a hospital last year for a mental health evaluation, but that, not, that did not trigger New York's red flag law. Top Southern Baptists have released a previously secret list of hundreds of pastors and other church-affiliated personnel accused of sexual abuse. The 205-page database includes both visible and redacted entries. Survivors and advocates have long called for a public database of abusers. The publication of the list was a response by the Southern Baptist Convention's Executive Committee to an explosive investigation into the committee's mishandling of sex abuse reports and mistreatment of survivors. Independent firm Guidepost Solutions' bombshell report revealed the existence of the private list. Executive Committee leaders called making the list public an important first step towards addressing sex abuse and implementing reforms in the SBC. A federal judge today dismissed Donald Trump's lawsuit against New York Attorney General Letitia James, allowing her civil investigation into his business practices to continue. In a 43-page ruling, U.S. District Judge Brenda Sands said she based her decision on case law that bars federal judges from interfering in a state-level investigation in most cases. Sands ruling came a day after a New York appeals court ruled that Trump must answer questions under oath in James's probe, upholding a lower court ruling requiring him to sit for a deposition. A lawyer for Trump said his legal team would appeal today's ruling. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards watched a key video of black motorist Ronald Green's deadly 2019 arrest six months before prosecutors knew it existed. The Democratic governor has distanced himself from allegations of a cover-up, saying evidence was promptly turned over. But an Associated Press investigation found that was not the case with the video he watched in October of 2020. It did not reach those with the power to charge troopers who stunned, punched, and dragged Green until nearly two years after his death. Edwards' lawyer says the governor could not have known at the time that prosecutors did not have the video. Coming up next, Pennsylvania Senate primary too close to call. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. and welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Music. No, no, okay. no, no, Tired of ignored requests? No, Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL-FM. No, I want to hear jazz. Alternative. Freedom of, freedom, speech of speech means freedom of speech means freedom to say, I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say, I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom to say it. I have the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. 
With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Zane Bowles. And I'm Mike Stanley. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy is making it clear that he will defy a subpoena he received from the House committee investigating the January 6, 2021 Capitol insurrection. The defiance will escalate a standoff with the panel over his and other GOP lawmakers' testimony. The committee now will have to decide whether it will enforce its congressional subpoenas even as it's looking to wrap up its investigation and prepare for public hearings in early June. It is unclear if members will refer the lawmakers to the House House Ethics Committee or explore taking the unprecedented step of filing contempt of Congress charges against sitting members of its chamber. Georgia's Secretary of State is expected to appear next week before a special grand jury in an investigation into whether former President Donald Trump and others illegally tried to meddle in the 2020 election in the state. A subpoena obtained by the Associated Press says Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger is scheduled to appear before the special grand jury next Thursday. Five other people in his office have also received subpoenas to appear in early June, and the office has received a subpoena for documents. Trump directed his ire at Raffensperger, a fellow Republican, after the Secretary of State refused to bend to pressure to overturn Democrat Joe Biden's narrow presidential election victory in Georgia. Wisconsin's Assembly Speaker, Republican Robin Voss, has refused to rule out naming former Wisconsin State Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman to fill a vacancy on the state's bipartisan elections commission. Democratic Governor Tony Evers says he cannot think of anyone worse than the Republican-hired investigator, and he prays that the former state Supreme Court Justice is not named to the panel. Evers' comments today came a day after the Republican Assembly leader said he was not ruling anyone out for the job. Speaker Voss hired Gableman to run a taxpayer-funded investigation into the 2020 election won by President Joe Biden. His work has been widely criticized by both Republicans and Democrats. Women from the remote U.S. territories of Guam and the northern Mariana Islands will likely have to travel further than other Americans to terminate a pregnancy if the Supreme Court overturns a precedent that established a national right to abortion in the United States. Hawaii is the closest U.S. state where abortion is legal under local law. It's already difficult to get an abortion in Guam, a small, heavily Catholic U.S. territory south of Japan. The last physician who performed surgical abortions there retired in 2018. Two Guam-licensed physicians who live in Hawaii see patients virtually and mail them pills for a medication abortion. Recounting began today in the too-close-to-call Republican primary contest for the U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. Barely 900 votes separate celebrity heart surgeon Dr. Mehmet Oz and former hedge fund CEO David McCormick. The initial result from last week's primary election has remained elusive since some counties were still tallying up remaining ballots. The Associated Press will not declare a winner in the race until the recount is complete on June 8th. The winner will take on the Democratic nominee, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, in November. McCormick's campaign has also been waging a fight in court to scrounge for votes that might help him close the gap with Oz. And coming up, David Adkins will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us.
High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com, 888-266-2921. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. All I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build radio. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm David Atkins, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Today you will find it to be a soggy 67 degrees. It will lightly rain throughout the night as the temperature mildly drops to a low of 57 degrees around 5.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. The temperature will rise throughout the day before reaching a high of 72 around 4.30 p.m. The temperature will then drop throughout the night until it reaches a low of 56 around 6 a.m. Sunday before shooting up toward a high of 83 around 5 p.m. With the sun out, Sunday makes the perfect day to go for a swim. Today in weather history, today in 1896, a tornado ripped through St. Louis killing 306 persons and causing 13 million dollars in damage thank you weather for that information currently outside the wmul studios is a soggy 67 degrees that's your metro huntington weather forecast for news center 88 i'm david atkins thanks david now on to russia and ukraine news the kremlin-backed leader of russia's southern province of chechnya has posted a clip in which he warns that poland could be next after ukraine Rosman Kadarov, who is famous for his bluster, said in the video he posted to his official Telegram page that Ukraine was, quote, a done deal, unquote, and that, quote, if an order is given after Ukraine, we'll show Poland what Poland is made of in six seconds, unquote. Poland borders Ukraine and has provided its neighbor with weapons and other aid since Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24th. It has also welcomed in millions of Ukrainian refugees. Kadarov later urged Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to, quote, finally come to his senses, unquote, and accept the conditions offered by Russian President Vladimir Putin. Kadyrov has repeatedly used social media to boast about Chechen fighters' alleged performance against Ukrainian troops and to make other unconfirmed statements about the war in Ukraine. Russia is pressing the West to lift sanctions over the war in Ukraine, seeking to shift the blame for a growing food crisis That crisis is worsened by Kiev's inability to ship millions of tons of grain and other agricultural products because of the conflict. According to the Kremlin, Russian President Vladimir Putin told Italy's Prime Minister that Russia would help with grain exports if sanctions were lifted. Britain accused Moscow of trying to hold the world ransom and insisted there would be no sanctions relief. Russia-backed separatists claim they have captured a railway hub city in eastern Ukraine's Donbas region. Moscow's forces pushed to gain more ground today by pounding another Ukrainian-held area where authorities say 1,500 people have died since the start of the war. Ukrainian officials did not confirm the separatist claim about taking the city of Lyman. 
The fighting today focused on two other key cities, Severodonetsk and nearby Lysychansk. Ukraine's foreign minister warned that without a new injection of foreign weapons, Ukrainian forces would not be able to stop Russia's advance in the Donbas. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky also had strong words about the European Union not agreeing to embargo Russian oil. Coming up next, some travelers in Brazil had an interesting encounter with some electronic airport displays. Stay tuned. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me, because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall and North Carolina about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl. Broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL-FM Huntington. Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. SelfCheck gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. SelfCheck is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. It was a party like any other. Everyone was having a good time, laughing, dancing, drinking. I guess I just had one too many beers that night. Somehow I staggered out to my car and got behind the wheel. Little did I know that in a few moments, my entire life would be changed forever. You see, that night I ran into a telephone pole, and in that wreck, I broke my neck. I'm what you call a quadriplegic now. I'm paralyzed from the neck down. And just the simple task of tying my shoes or taking a walk are just memories now. It's been a long, painful road to recovery. Still, I don't think I'm ever going to get over the fact that I'm in this wheelchair forever because of a stupid mistake by drinking and driving. Designated driver, call a cab, find an alternative. This message brought to you by your friends at WMUL. And finally today on News Center 88, Brazil's airport authority, InfraAero, said it has notified the federal police over an apparent hack into electronic displays at an airport in Rio de Janeiro. Instead of advertisements and flight information, travelers were exposed to pornographic movies. Video clips on social media showed travelers in the Santos Dumont Airport laughing at the displays, hiding them from, the, from their kids, or just stunned. The airport authority statement said that its information services are outsourced to another company, which it has also notified. It's newly found but very old. A partial skull discovered last summer by two kayakers in Minnesota turned out much older than anyone thought. 
The kayakers found the skull in the Minnesota River, which has been depleted by drought conditions. When it was turned over to authorities, it was thought that it might be linked to a missing persons case or perhaps a murder. The skull was turned over to a medical examiner who in turn gave it to the FBI. There at the federal laboratory, a forensic scientist determined the skull was likely a young man who lived between 5500 and 6000 BC. The skull will now be turned over to Native American officials. The feather boa and nail polish that Harry Styles sports is a direct result of Elvis Presley, according to Elvis film director Baz Luhrmann. He says Presley brought the idea of feminine style to white conservative audiences. Luhrmann says Presley was, quote, extremely manly, unquote, but would wear long hair in a knitted tank top. He says Presley even wore makeup to cover his pimples. Luhrmann says Presley's, quote, openness as a person and as a soul was part of his immense effect, unquote. The film Elvis will open in the U.S. on June 24th. And that does it for this summer edition of New Center 88. Be sure to tune in Tuesday at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Mike Stanley, David Adkins, Sequoia Ware, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Zane Bowles, and your thought of the day is... Nature uses as little as possible of anything. Johannes Kepler. <laughs>